Hello everyone, my name is Jeff Bradbury from TeacherCast.net and welcome to the 15th episode of the Tech Educator Podcast. We are having a Web 2.0 Smackdown tonight. Of course, you can follow us every single Sunday night right here live, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern, right on TeacherCast.tv. And of course, you can check us out on our website, TechEducatorPodcast.com. I want to introduce one of our great co-hosts. We have three co-hosts on tonight. From the great state of California, he's getting eagerly ready here, Mr. Sam Patterson. Sam, how are you tonight? Welcome back to the show. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, I'm doing great this evening. Glad to be here. How's everything over at the Patui Network? The Patui Network is awesome. Uh, Patui.org gets better looking every day, I swear. Kind of like yourself, Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> and... Um, I don't have any more comments on that one. Um, talk to us a little bit about what we can find over at Patui.org and tell us about that great chat that you're doing on Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock. So at Patui.org, you can find uh, some posts about topics from our past chats, archives of our past chats, videos of the Patui Talk series, which is an occasional video podcast. This week, we did an episode of Patui Talk where we got together some of the users of Voice Comments, also known as OneToOneWriting.com, and had a conversation with one of their developers, Max, about what's going on currently and how that tool is going to grow. It's a tool that allows teachers to leave voice comments in a Google Doc. This week on our Tuesday night, 5 Pacific, 8 Eastern Twitter chat, we're going to be talking about tech integration and teaching technology for grades K through 5. Very, very nice. And, of course, if you are free on Tuesday nights, we'd love to have you join in Patui. It is a great chat. There's a lot of chatter. And you've also got some great co-hosts from time to time. So uh, certainly check those out. Want to move it from California down to Texas, the site of ISTE 2013, where I'm going to be along with my co-hosts next month joining uh, thousands of educators. Want to bring back onto the show straight from the Google Summit today, uh, Mr. John Samuelson. John, how are you today? I'm fine, Jeff. How are you? Doing well. And uh, how was the Google Summit and uh, what's new in the world of Techlandia? You had a good show today, didn't you? <clears throat> we did. The Google Summit was excellent. Uh, we went over, I drove over just a little bit north of Houston. It was fun. They had about 350 people there and uh, gave away a nice Samsung Chromebook, which I unfortunately did not win, but um, it was a good time. And then we followed right back up and we had an in- interview with Tony Vincent, mobile learning guru, and Matt B. Gomez fan, Tony Vincent, and we spent an hour with Tony Vincent and just uploaded it about 30 minutes ago on Techlandia. Very, very nice. Uh, where can we find out more information about the great stuff that you have going on over at your channel? Okay, I'm going I'm going full out now, Jeff. I'm going iPadSammy.com is where I'm going for everything now. And I'm taking this page out of Matt Gomez's book. Right, really nice. And, of course, you can find out more about John by reading our lower third right now. It says iPadSammy.com. And, of course, you can follow him at iPadSammy. Now, who is this Matt Gomez that he's talking about? What is so great about Matt Gomez? I want to bring to the show for the first time Mr. Matt Gomez. Matt, how are you today? <laughs> Doing great today. Thanks a lot. And, Glad uh, to be here. Welcome. Thank you so much for stepping in today at the last minute. Um, you're a you're a baseball coach, aren't you? That's correct. So I'm kind of a uh, you know pinch hitting today. <laughs> <laughs> and they start early. Talk to us a little bit about yourself, Matt. Well, I'm a kindergarten teacher in Texas, in North Dallas, Texas, and um, my 13th year teaching kindergarten, and I learn everything from iPad Sammy. Ah. 
That's so not true, though. (laughs) Really, really nice. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And we want to say thank you out there for joining us tonight. Of course, it is Sunday night, May the 19th. This is our 15th episode, and uh, we have a lot of great things to talk about. We have a brand new logo. We have some great stuff that's happening on our website, techeducatorpodcast.com. And uh, we are looking forward to next week as we probably bring you the first ever Tech Educator Podcast on iTunes. So lots of great stuff right now. We're waiting for Apple to approve the show. Um, But hopefully next week we'll be able to announce the link and give you the subscribe button out there. Of course, you can always check us out if you go to teachercast.net slash iTunes. We have all of our video broadcasts on the iTunes podcast uh, podcasting channel there. So check that out. Today we are talking all about web tools, and we're going to do a Web 2.0 Smackdown. Now, this is coming after yesterday. We had a very, very amazing and very, very successful EdCamp Philadelphia, and it was the fourth annual EdCamp Philly. We had over 100 people show up in Philly, and Angela Myers was there, and, and, and Tom uh, Murray was there, and, and you know Mary Beth was there, and, and lots of great people there. And we had such a good time, and I kind of got us thinking, let's do our own little web smackdown here. And so we're going to throw out, hopefully, roughly around 20 or so of our favorite web tools. And what we're asking you is, if you're listening and watching out there, please follow us at TechEdShow, and also tweet us using the hashtag TechEdShow. Educator. If there is an app out there that you'd like to talk about or have us cover, or maybe you have a favorite app that we're not covering, um, we would love to interact with you. It's an interactive live show every single Sunday night here at 7 o'clock live. So I want to start from uh, from John's point of view. John, what kind of app would you like to start us off with today? And remember, we're going to be showing it. We're going to be demonstrating it as much as possible. And we're going to be moving quickly here. So, John, it's all you. <laughs> Oh, okay. Wow. You started with me. I was at the bottom of the list. All right. Well, I'll start with one. I I kind of went for mine. I just took some things that I thought were interesting. I took some old favorites and some new favorites. So actually, I'll start with an old favorite then. And let's see if my Google Hangout will work. Can you see it, Jeff, or no? Uh, Not yet. Okay. Let me try screen share one more time. There it is. It there it goes. Oh, so nice. So this is an old favorite from NCTM called Illuminations, and I really think this is a great math website. And all you have to do is go in. I usually tell the kids to select all so you can see all the different games that they have. And if it kicks in here for a second, we'll go ahead and search. And you can see just all of the different interactive math games that you can play um, just on the computer. And It's a really nice one. There's a bunch of favorites that we pick out. I usually like this metal like this one. I usually like Turtle Pond because in Turtle Pond, it kind of goes through and you have to program the turtle to get over to the different website. And it has just a bunch of different things. You can have spinners, all sorts of tools. Of course, when you give them time to wind down, fourth graders always go for Bobby Bear for some reason because they're going through and I'll have to install the plugin real quick. But that's what we've got for. Let me not install the plugin really quickly. But that's uh, Illuminations has, if you have 10 extra minutes to kill in class and you have somewhere to go, Illuminations is your website, is what I'm thinking, what I'm saying to you right now. Very, very nice, John. And of course, I'm going to show up here. You can check out all of these 
on our website, techeducatorpodcast.com. It'll be forward slash 15. So you can find all that great stuff there. Good. Let's go to our other guest, uh, Matt Gomez. Matt B. Gomez. Uh, what do you got for us right now, Matt? <laughs> I'm going to start by sharing um, Wonderopolis. It's one of my favorite sites that we use a lot in the classroom. Can you all see it? I can see it. Wonderopolis is uh, great. It just shows a wonder of the day. And this is how I start out my day in my classroom most of the time. I get asked a lot about inquiry learning in the lower grades, and this fits well with it because I don't plan what's happening, and you can just click on the wonder of the day, and there's always a video that goes with it and tons of information to share with your class and go over. And I like it because it's uh, classroom generated. Sometimes we spend 20 seconds on it. Sometimes the kids show a lot of interest, and we'll spend anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes doing a full project. Um, a good example is one was, our monster truck's really scary? And by the end of the day, we had a complete monster truck rally in my classroom, and the kids were just really into it. So it's free. It's uh, great for young kids all the way up to third grade. And like I said, we visit every day. Very, very nice. Sam, you're up. Excellent. So I think what I'm going to start with is a website that I use a lot, Evernote. And this is an amazing Web 2.0 tool for organization as well as content delivery. And what you can actually see on the screen there were some notes I was taking while I was listening to a podcast. Um, it happened to be a podcast about podcasting for free by um, Jeff Bradbury and Jeff Herb. Yeah. And <laughs> in that conversation, they were talking about some really great uses for Evernote and other tools. And while I was listening, I took notes using my LiveScribe pen, and that automatically uploaded to my Evernote account. So if I want to find out everything in my Evernote account about podcasting, I can actually search my account for podcasting. And here it's recognized my horribly messy handwriting that I did while I was driving in the car, and it's Ooh. found that. So that's, you know, finds the... Uh, finds what I'm looking for, keeps things accessible, and even integrates with my digital notebook. Wait, wait a minute. I, I need to stop the show here. You were driving while using your LiveScribe pen. Mm. You've never taken notes while driving? It's not like I was texting while I was driving. I wasn't using a screen. I was just... <laughs> I was we, don't, just we don't recommend that, by the way, using your LiveScribe pen while driving. We don't I wasn't even that. looking at what I was doing. <laughs> okay, so the next one on the list here, I'm going to go here. And, you know, people always ask about videos and video editing. And so I want to share off a website that many people haven't seen yet, and it's called the YouTube Video Editor. And if you go to youtube.com slash editor, they give you a free editor that you are allowed to take videos such as this one right here. And this is, of course, our Tech Educator podcast from, I guess it's the NJ Ed. You can drag it into here. You can play it. You can snip it. You can do a whole bunch of things with it. You can basically take any video on YouTube. Yes, any video on YouTube that's Creative Commons, which is millions of them. And you can splice them together to create one brand new video. So one of the great things about this is that you can tell your kids to go out and find all the videos of, say, World War II. And they can actually make their own 10-minute video compilation featuring World War II videos with, with 
any kind of videos that they find. Now, you know, it's not every single YouTube video. It has to be dubbed Creative Commons, but it's a free video editing tool. And uh, when you're done, it, it comes up with a really, really neat show. Um, let me see if I can pull this up here. If I hit Remix... This is actually a project that I did from another video. It was an hour-long podcast that we did. I, snuff, I, I snipped out five minutes of it featuring uh, Kyle Calderwood here, and I called that a video. So he had a five-minute commercial snipped out of one of our uh, NJ Ed shows. So youtube.com slash editor. It's a free video editing service. I can't recommend it enough. John, your turn. Okay, I'm going to go over here, and I'm going to go to a new one then, and I'm going to go to uh, – sometimes people will go ahead and give me different sites to just get my thoughts on, and one of the people that started up this website called UClass um, let me go around, and he kind of gave me a walking tour through it. Now, what you can't see when you go ahead and you sign up for a UClass account is you can go ahead and pick your favorite country or someplace that you would like to have pen pals – and automatically it'll give you three classes from wherever you picked that you can share that are about your same grade level that you can go through and connect with. And so really what it is is it's just a nice new site that you can go ahead and connect with other different classes. And you can see they kind of have a post board here. They're doing a U-Class talent show project and teachers sit there and comment. And I like with connecting with other educators, especially if you're connecting from the global classroom. I know that Matt can appreciate that one. So I, th I would suggest that it's, it's hard for me to show because I'm already there. But what I, I would do is just go ahead and sign up for a UClass account if you're interested in connecting with other classrooms from around the globe. Very, very nice. And uh, Matt Gomez. All right. I'm going to share one of my favorite websites of all time, which is uh, Symbaloo. This is what my Symbaloo account looks like. And I use this in my classroom for digital bookmarking. And this is what all my class goes to see. So you can see each one of these little squares is a tile, and that's a link that will take the kids directly to the website. So it's great for younger kids because it's a visual way to bookmark. But beyond that, I use it to, at the top, you can see all these tabs. And that's how I organize my links for the whole year. So I have every unit of my whole year links mapped out and I can just drag and drop as they go. So it's a big time saver. When I change one tile and one account, I change it for all hundred of our kids that are using it. And so it's easy to manage. And so I, I can't, you know, say enough about Symbaloo and how it helps organize our websites. And you know, the best part about that one, Matt, is you can actually take that Symbaloo board and embed it onto your own website. You definitely can. We, we don't do that because we can't do that in our district, but a lot of districts do. And so parents can use it. We share the link out in the summer with a Symbaloo mix of things we want the kids to work on during the summer. And uh, parents can use it without ever accessing, the, needing an account to use it. Mm -hmm. If you take a look at uh, teachercast.net slash Symbaloo, I have our Symbaloo board up there with a whole bunch of good stuff. So that's one of the neat parts about that. Good. Sam, how are you? I'm doing great. Piggybacking on what Matt had, I've also got a uh, kind of a digital bookmarking site that I love, which I use with a lot of my classes, which is LiveBinders.com. And this gives me the opportunity to compile links and resources into a three-ring binder of sorts that collects these websites. And I can kind of have the tags up here 
and I can put whatever I want. This binder is coding for kids in schools where I've just collected a bunch of resources about coding. And like you were saying about Symbaloo, I can embed this binder on a website. I can put a link to it. What I really like to do is we use Schoology and that allows me, this allows me to put this link in Schoology and then I can just update these resources directly into the binder. And when something changes, I change it in the binder, it's changed for all the kids because they're just going to this binder through Schoology. So again, this allows us to take the resources and curate them for the students, deliver them to one link where we can make dynamic changes on the fly if needs be. Excellent. And I'm already starting to get some tweets in from our wonderful viewing audience. Hello out there. And they're asking, how do we keep in track with everything that you guys are saying? How do we find out the information? Again, if you go to our website, techeducatorpodcast.com forward slash... 15, you're going to find all the show notes with all the links, even some examples of what we're doing. Um, while we're going through here, we're actually um, curating all of, all of the links and all the projects. So that is how you keep in touch with everything here. Now, John, Sam, we're talking all about web apps right now that make us feel better. Web apps that are here to help us out in our careers, help make our teaching life easier. I'd like to share with you a website that's going to not only diminish your morale, but also make you feel completely horrible about yourself, and that is called Quitter, Q-W-I-T-T-E-R. And what Quitter is, is a service that actually you can sign up through through your Twitter account, and every day it sends you an email giving you exactly which accounts have unfriended you for that day. Oh no! And so I heard about this. Why would you do that? Well, (laughs) like, why would you pay for that? No, no, no. It's it's well, you know, it's it's something that we can all look forward to. I mean, okay, maybe it's not the best example here for a web smackdown. (laughs) So you can unfollow them. So uh, it's just there. So check that out. Um, it's a service that I found out yesterday at EdCamp Philly. Um, you do get a daily email that says exactly who your friends are no longer, and you can move on from there. So that is called Quitter. It's it's usequitter.com, and we'll make sure that that's at the top of the show notes. John, your oh, turn. No. All right. Well, I keep, I'm with Sam. I keep getting kicked out after I screen share, so hopefully this one will work through. All right. I'm going to go with an oldie now. I'm going to go with... Padlet, which used to be called Wallwisher, and if you go over to Wallwisher, you just go ahead and you can build a wall, and it says, yeah, your wall's ready, and it's got some pretty good, if you look, it's got tons of exporting options after you finish a wall, which I think is really good. Look at all those ways you can go ahead and export it. Now, if you, oops, I'm sorry, if you go ahead and click out and go ahead and create the wall, you can um, get in there, and all you have to do is double-click on the wall, and you can write something that um, I could go ahead and upload the link to Matt Gomez's account. And I've actually seen um, people, especially Mr. Macnology, go ahead wait, and wait, use that who? as a back who? channel. Who was that, John? Well, okay, hold on, hold on, because I, I, it's hard to screen share and I can't do effects at the same time. It's now as I work. See, my Google effects, nothing is working on my Google right now. I'm so glad they've improved Google. Mr. Technology, but I've seen Jeremy McDonald, who's an excellent educator in Oregon, go ahead and use that for a back channel. So instead of uh, going having to go back and forth, he just keeps that open as a tab, and then teachers can go ahead and make comments from Padlet on the session or ask questions. And so that's a good way to use it too, even with your own students. 
So that one's Padlet, formerly Wallwisher. Nice. Matt Gomez. All right, I'm going to share with you VoiceThread. VoiceThread is um, like an online PowerPoint-type website where you can have different slides. And the way we've used this in kindergarten, as you can see, this class is sharing their pool. This is Ben Sheridan's class in Indonesia. And it's a great way, if you look on the side, that the kids can comment. They can use voice comments or type their comments and use any image they want. So when I, I get asked a lot about teachers, how can we share without showing our kids' faces? This is one of the first um, sites that I share with them. It's free. It's easy to share the slides. The kids can draw while they're talking. And um, let's see if we can play one. So you can see the kids can just add their comments easily. So VoiceThread is a great way for classes to connect and um, share what they're doing. Very, very nice. And by the way, they have a great, great mobile app too. Sam, do. what do you got? What I've got is um, kidblog.org, which allows teachers to have their students blogging within the, the safety of kind of a walled garden model. So uh, those same sorts of issues that Matt was talking about where how can I have students share their work but do it securely, uh, kidblog.org allows the teacher to have a lot of control over which of these posts become public and which are not uh, and how much can be shared. And I love it as a way to get students to really start thinking actively about digital citizenship. This is Digital Citizenship Month, by the way. To get students thinking actively about digital citizenship by building their own digital footprint, or as I've heard it referred to recently, their digital tattoo, because this stuff just doesn't go away. So kidblog.org is a great resource for that. I run, I finally this year as an English teacher, I no longer tote around a whole bunch of notebooks that break my back and fall all over the place and are impossible to carry because they're too slick. I can just log on to Kidblog and I can see the work the kids have done when they've done the work and I can respond to it. So it solves a lot of workflow issues as well as that safety thing. Sam, would you like to uh, give us the web address for your class? Do you feel safe for that? Um, you know, I'm not going to because my students are absolutely ridiculous and they have dominated the thing with ludicrous hashtags like Roy is awesome. And I, every day I have to go in and change the Roy is awesome hashtags to Roy is a duck. And uh, <laughs> so it's, it's turned into a very fun place, but I'm not sure that's necessarily what everybody needs to see. Nice. I, I will throw out that if you go to, if you go to kidblog.org slash music theory, 13. Uh, my kids just recently passed 7,500 hits for the year. And uh, they're, they're doing... That's uh, quality work. I'd like to say they're doing some pretty cool stuff. So check that out. Music, uh, kidblog.org slash music theory 13. Now, continuing with the great uh, web app that I found last week, I, I realized that we're throwing around a lot of terms here that people might not understand. So I definitely would want to make a shout-out to UrbanDictionary.com. No, you didn't. Now, the no. reason why I'd like to go to UrbanDictionary.com, and I know Sam can't see this, but they actually have a definition of Twitter jail. Sam, now it says here, Twitter jail, and I'm quoting here, Twitter jail means no tweeting if you have reached the limit of 100 tweets per hour or 1,000 tweets per day. And... um. 
So, so Sam, people are on your side here, and uh, if you go to the Urban Dictionary, you can find out all about uh, the, 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 the Twitter jail. Uh, it doesn't mention anything about the edu felon yet, but uh, Twitter jail <laughs> is certainly in there. Sam, we're all looking out for you. I'm glad you've got my back, but Urban Dictionary is awful. Don't go there. <laughs> Don't ever use it. I had a student cite Urban Dictionary as a definition oh, in no. an essay today, and I was just like, no. Yeah. Urban Dictionary wow. is crowdsourced, and that is a wonderful thing, except it contains all of the problems of crowdsourcing. <laughs> John. Your turn. <laughs> All right. I don't know how I could follow up Urban Dictionary, but I guess I'll try. All right. I'm going to go with a, with a site that Tony Vincent shared on my podcast today, For All Rubrics. Now, before, I've been using Rubistar forever to grade projects, and this one works on the iPad is what Tony says. So you can go ahead and you can make classes and you can create your own rubrics. You can even go to their library like we will try to go to right here. And you can see that it has some different things. Let me see if I can find one for, let's see, this looks good, science TV projects. That sounds harmless. And then you can go ahead and you can copy that rubric and you can have that one right there. And what Tony says is a good one is up here, I'll highlight it. You can actually, um, with Rubistar, you always kind of had to save as you went along or print out an extra one because it didn't really save. You can go offline and save these offline to go ahead and use. So a new way, there haven't been that many ways to create rubrics easily as far as I'm concerned. And it's one of my number one ways to grade student projects because we like to do projects so any new website that uh is good for rubrics is good for me and it's for for all rubrics nice matt b gomez oh it's matt okay there he goes matt you're muted <laughs> oh he's but he's not muted I have to say, everybody, as long are as we're in my back? some space. There, there you are. are. You're good. Okay. Sorry, guys. No, it's so, Google, I think. One of my favorite sites to use is Twitter in the classroom. And I get a lot of questions about that, being a kindergarten teacher, how we use Twitter. But it's basically our shared writing time. And my class has a private Twitter account. I don't mind people following it. But we only tweet with other kindergarten and first grade classes. And it's, what I like to tell people is it's my class's way to have a voice to the world. We don't just review our learning. We also share it with classes all over the world, Indonesia, Japan, the Canada, and the United States. Yeah, one of the, the really Canada. the Canada. One of the really cool things that happened in my class this year was we got to tweet with uh, the big weather people from the Dallas Fort Worth area and they sent pictures to my class and so it was a really big deal for them to see scientists in action and for the girls in my class to see that there are female scientists. So it's just a great way for your class to connect with other classes and experts. So Twitter is one of my favorites. Very, very nice. Sam. So we've got a question from Wanda Hopkins McClure here, and she's wondering if she deletes a Google Plus page, will it delete her Google Plus account? Anybody know the answer to that? Let's hope just not. Just a page? Just just a page. I mean, my, my initial reaction would be you probably can never delete a Google Plus account, right? Once they've got their hooks into you, it's over. That's what I. That's what I would think too. I've deleted posts before, but never paid. Never whole pages. I would hope not. Right. No, right. I think you. You should have that. That should be no problem. Okay. Cool. Well, the website I want to talk about right now 
is one that I found just a, a little while ago. It's um, one of the things I really like is when I find a website that can meet a bunch of different needs. And this one, you know, has a ton of resources on it. It's teachercast.net. I don't know if you've heard of it, <laughs> but um, what's really heard of that nice? One. It's 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 a pretty good one, and it's a good model of you know what an online learning community can be. So whether you like to look at you know whether you like to kind of interact with things like a Pinterest way or in a chat kind of way or in a live binder way, the um, the website really kind of brings all of that together. So as a teacher looking to connect with other teachers and looking to share my work, looking to read blog posts by other teachers who know what's going on. TeacherCast.net is a really great kind of one-stop shop for that. The quickie mart of education, you might say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sam. And let me see. For my next one, I want to bring up TeacherCast. No, 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 no. Um, let's see. We had a great time last night at, uh, at EdCamp, and I want to bring up a tool that is one of my new favorite ones. Um, not only because we had uh, Jordan on the show last week, but because I really think it's a great tool for school districts, and that is called School Info App. Um, it's I, I've been telling you, I've been doing a lot of researching over the last few weeks because my school district is asking me to kind of go to work for them and build them an app, and I've checked out probably more than two dozen app companies for educators, and I, I really do believe in in what school info app is doing um so much here i'll even show you here let's see where's the picture where's the picture there's the picture um that's the picture of me last night uh, showing it off at ed camp philly i had to get up in front of everybody and do our smackdown so school info app.com it's it's android it's apple it's uh iPad. It's it's gonna be Windows soon. They've got push notifications. It integrates with Google Calendar. Lots of great stuff there. And uh, yeah, check that out. Schoolinfoapp.com. You can take your app that you're building for your school and put in a a a, a governor, so your school district does not go to Twitter jail. Sam, that's a good thing for you. <laughs> I, I wasn't listening, and then I'm like, "What? Twitter jail? What? Your ears huh? perked up." Say, uh, the, who, who are you, John? Your turn. All right, I'm gonna go with one that I think is a really good one that I learned from Leslie Fisher, who is a very talented Twitter person and speaker, and it's called Infuse Learning. Now, and Infuse Learning, if you can look over here, is kind of like uh, Socrative. But the thing is, you're really doing it a disservice because it has a lot more capabilities. And all you do is you go on and sign for uh, sign up for an account. You can see that it has true-false quizzes that you can make, multiple choice, sort and order, numeric, all these things. But the one that I like that um, my boss, Mr. Hooker, used yesterday is you can also give a drawing slide up. So then if you go ahead, and what he did at his session yesterday that he told me was he went ahead and had people go ahead and draw out the Google logo, which I will do <laughs> not very well, but he went ahead and had them draw out the Google logo and then submit it, and he that was how he gave away his prizes on on his uh, from his session at the Google Summit yesterday. So you can see it's got all these different things, and um, I don't have any quizzes set up, but there is a sample alpaca assessment because the person that has is one of the people in charge of this likes alpacas a great deal and llamas so th it is called infused learning and i suggest uh i saw it also on um 
Richard Burns website. So it, it's a it's a really quality thing that I think people, if you're in the last couple weeks of school, go ahead and toy around with it and see if you can uh, set it up so that you're ready to boost it in for next year. Nice. Matt Gomez. All right. I'm going to kind of uh, piggyback, off, piggyback off of the Twitter and talk about um, Google Docs and how we use it in my classroom. We've used Google Docs to play live tic-tac-toe with our fr- Twitter friends in Montana. It's John Finesse's class. It's spelled John Fines. And what's great about Google Docs, if you're not aware, is it's a live document. So whatever my class does, the class in Montana can see. And so you, you imagine the excitement in kindergarten as we're playing tic-tac-toe. We've had uh, been de- defeated the last two times, and they've been pretty sad. But we're going to move on to Connect Four next week. And then uh, hopefully one day our kindergarten classes will be playing chess. But it's just a great way to start collaboration in the young classes with Google Docs. I, I hope somebody has the link for that. That it looks really, really, really cool. I'll, I'll put the link to my blog where I have it all spelled out, where they, they can actually take that um, document that we've we created and just copy it and use it however they want. Nice. Yeah, make sure you guys we get that into the show notes. Uh, Sam, what do you have? So, you know, Google Docs is so great. We could spend the whole day talking about it, mm-hmm. but we're going to talk about it just a little bit more here. Um, in my classroom, one of the ways that I've used Google Docs is by setting up a class recordings folder, and that folder is shared. Um, so anything that I put in this folder is pub- public. So my students can um, go to this, they can click on the recording, and if I'm doing the screencast of the lesson in class, they can visit that and watch it directly from that shared folder. So a lot of teachers don't necessarily want to put all of their class lessons on YouTube. This allows me to host video in my Google Doc folder and share it with my students without putting it on YouTube. So that's another amazing use of Google Docs. So are the kids watching the video from the file in Google? And is there a time for them to download or is it automatic like a YouTube video? Um, It's automatic. It plays like right now. You can see that it's actually this is an eleven and a half minute video, and it's playing live from the from the file from the folder right now. Nice. Have a great one here um, that I'd like to show off. That was something I found yesterday at EdCamp Philly at a SmackDown, and it's called ZachBrowser.com. Z A C B R O W S E R dot com, and it's actually the first ever um, web browser for autistic children. And it's really, really neat. I haven't had too much of a time to, to play with it, but I shared it with a friend of ours um, on Twitter who's got two kids who are actually autistic. And he came back with big reviews. He loves it. And um, a really, really neat story here on the beginning of how to use it and how it's helping out kids. But check it out. It's ZachBrowser.com. It's, it really, really is neat. Um, you might even be interested in using it for kindergarten as well. Um, but it's 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 it was pretty cool to watch and do, to do the demo yesterday. So zachbrowser.com, very very neat stuff. Um, John, That's, that sounds good. I'll have to check that out for my autistic son. All right, I was I did five websites, but I'm going to go to this one where this is a site that you can go to to get new websites. So it's even like a continuation of the SmackDown. 
and it's curated by this really great guy I know named John Samuelson. It's called his favorite tweet scoop it page. And on here, what I've done is I've basically gone ahead and you can see that there's, I usually put different websites that I find. This is one that I found today for online collaboration called Fusebox. There's one called Dragon Tape, which sounds a lot like the one that Jeff was talking about, about combining YouTube things. Um, there's, uh, you can see up here that I have some different stuff talking about Google Drive. There's the PicMonkey website and uh, Google Chrome uh, app and just all sorts of different things. Here's a link to instructional tech talk. Uh, uh, some guy I know does that web uh, um, podcast. I don't know uh, quite his name, but Scratch. And so it just has, and you can see down here, it has over 34 pages like this. If you want to just get a new idea, it's not a bad idea to go ahead and browse somebody that's psychotically trying to uh, vet stuff for you on Twitter and put out what's good. Nice. Matt Gomez. All right. I'm going to share uh, Teach Parents Tech, which is a really cool website for the basics on showing parents. But I also think it could be great for some of the third through fifth grade kids when they're really starting to learn what, and you can email them. You just put their email address in there, fill out a few things. There's so many different topics on the web, communication, media, the basics. I've sent some of these to my parents um, when we were first starting blogging so they could understand. And it just sends them an email with a really basic video on how to go over these simple things. And um, I, I want to try to use this for our parent tech night next year because parents can kind of go through it on their own as well. And that's teachparentstech.org. Teach excellent, excellent. Um, Sam, I don't know where Sam is, John, but we have a guest right now I'd like to bring onto oh, the show. Waka. Waka, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing well. <laughs> now, we, we, we've been having a web smack. Do you know what a smackdown is, Waka? That, that's, uh, you shouldn't hit people, Jeff. No? <laughs> no. No. Smacking is wrong. Now, Waka, I was recently, I, I got to tell you, I'm actually a subscriber of your YouTube channel. And, really? And I, I wasn't going to. I didn't want to. But I actually saw that you did a pre-keynote address, didn't you? I did. It was one of my first gigs, was pre-keynoting at the NCCE conference in Portland. That is amazing. How does somebody <laughs> with no shoulders get a chance to be a pre-keynoter? You have to get there early, early, early in the morning. Like like 9 o'clock? Uh, it was like 6 a.m., and there was nobody in the room, honestly, and we just set up a video camera and did the whole thing on the fly. So you snuck in and you broke in the room? Yes. <laughs> oh, but, man. you know, when you want to get ahead in education, you got to be willing to break a rule now and then. Well, that's all you are right now. You are ahead in education. <laughs> Bang! I love that. Bam! Oh, oh where's funny. my sound effects? Gosh, oh, Google, come on. That was a good one. <laughs> oh, uh, Waka, nice. do you have a web tool that you'd like to uh, share with us? I do. One of my favorite websites is MuppetCentral.com. <laughs> where you can keep abreast of all the important stuff happening in the Muppetverse. And, and can you share with us that site? It takes a minute or two to click through. I don't have any hands. <laughs> so, yeah, here's here's the site, and you can see that they've got articles as well as news and links to all kinds of wonderful resources. Um, but I think we're all pretty much aware that the Muppets are an amazing source for education. 
and this is a great place to get all kinds of news. One piece of sad news is I just saw right here that Jane Henson just passed away. So, you know, not long after the anniversary of her husband's death, uh, Jane Henson, one of the pioneers of the Muppets, passed away, which... Oh, there we go. Well, well, I don't know how to how to pull up on that one, but uh, Waka, thank you, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Maybe, maybe we can get Sam back in here in a little bit. Um, I have another app that I learned yesterday over at um, at Ed Camp Philly, and it's called One Two One Writing dot com, and it's a great thing. It it actually merges in with your Google Docs or your Google Drive. And it's, it's all about highlighting and speaking. So let's say that your kids have – I hope I'm saying this right. I haven't had a chance to play with it yet, but it was really, really cool. Let's say that your kids have given you a Google Doc, or in my case, I give Sam some important document in my life that I want him to 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 edit and comment on. By using one-to-one-writing.com, he can actually highlight the text and speak into it. So he can verbally tell me how bad my writing is versus just writing comment after comment. Um, the, the de- again, I haven't tried it yet, but the demo was really, really cool. Um, there, you know, obviously, if you've got foreign language, uh, ELA, special education, it, it just seems like it's a really, really neat tool. I can't wait to start looking into this. Um, but one to one writing dot com. That it is an amazing tool, Jeff, and um, yeah, the ability to give verbal feedback is really powerful, especially if you're saying, you know, I don't really understand what's going on here. If you can do that with your voice, it carries a lot more. You know, our voice is much more data rich than just typing typing things out. And writing can be a very difficult thing, and so there's a lot of ego invested in it. So if you can give that feedback verbally, that allows the writer to really hear that you care about them. You're just confused about this piece of writing. And it's good that it's only audio, because I'm afraid that if it was video, Sam would be sending me puppets criticizing my writing. There would be special puppets just for that, I'm sure. <laughs> John, it's your turn. All right. Well, I'm going to go to one that I just saw kind of demoed on PBS, I think, the other day, and it's called Rap Genius. And so Rap Genius, I saw a special uh, interview with a guy that is thinking about this one, and they're actually partnered up with, I think it is uh, the Jizza from Wu-Tang Clan. And so what they have done is they've gone into some of the – schools in Harlem and they've basically said that they're going to go ahead and change their teaching around and they were learning their science through creating their own rap and they were working together and there were 10 other classes and they were going to at the end of the year have a big uh, contest which was going to be judged by some of the rappers and they were going to have a winner and all sorts of things and it looks like it's something worth checking out if you're a uh, teacher maybe of high school or middle school that's looking to connect a little bit at the end, it might be worth checking out for you. It looks pretty good. They've got all these lyrics in there. And, I mean, it sounds hokey, but it really wasn't. The guy that's in charge uh, really seemed to know what he was talking about, and it really grabbed my attention. Rap genius. Really, really neat. It's my turn. Go ahead, Matt. All right. I'm going to sh- go back to Symbaloo, but um, share some that have already been created for – uh, early childhood teachers, I want to give a shout out to the Kinder Chat Symbaloo. As you can see, we have 44,000 teachers that subscribe. It's been pretty, pretty popular. But the one I wanted to highlight is this one down here, National Geographic Books. So if you click on that, you get all these books. And this is what it looks like. This is great for nonfiction for teachers of young children. And the best part about it for the K-1 class is that it will read the story to the class. 
And so my kids spend a lot of time on this National Geographic Young Explorer, and it's a great way to read stories online in the nonfiction category. Very, very nice. Sam? Okay, for my last one, I'm going to talk about a place that I end up going a lot for inspiration and support, the National Writing Project website. And, you know, a lot of different organizations for teachers have their own website to kind of give support. The National Writing Project is, you know, the, the work off the precept that teachers who write make better teachers of writing. It's a pretty good model. They do a lot of really great professional support. They have resources here at the bottom for everything from professional development to standards and assessment to teacher research to just how to be a writer yourself. So as the uh, Common Core standards encourage us all to be teachers of writing, I'm hoping that more and more we see teachers in all different subject areas turning to the National Writing Project for guidance and inspiration and really helping students find a voice and get their voice out there. They also have a site for sharing your work, which is called the Digital Island, that allows teachers to help students share the, their work. Nice. One last one here that I want to showcase that I learned yesterday at EdCamp Philly. It is called Popcorn Maker. And if you go to popcorn.webmaker.org, it is a video editor, but it actually is a video editor that can splice multiple websites media all at the same time so um you guys can't see it here but i'm playing this little two minute demo video for them but basically what the idea here is that you can take a youtube video and a vimeo video and an html5 and a wikipedia page and all of that can actually get spliced onto one big video project so this is a really really neat tool i think it's free but basically, all you have to do on the right side here is paste in an HTML code or paste in a web address. Like the, the, I was trying to work on a project here earlier of just pasting in the address of a of a, a Steve Jobs YouTube video, and it was really really simple to put together. Um, you know, you can videotape your kids doing a news assignment, and then up on the top or left top left corner there, you can actually plug in um, a YouTube video or a, a map, a Google map, or an image or something. But really, really neat uh, tool there, popcorn.webmaker.org. Hopefully we can put that one into the show notes because I know a lot of people have been asking about that. Um, Want to give a big shout out here to Rachel who just joined us. Thank you so much. We have a big live audience. If you are interested in uh, sharing some of your web tools out there, we have a few more minutes left of the show. And we would love to know what web tools are you using. I mean, we use Smackdowns constantly. And, you know, we've shared some of our favorite ones. What are you using out there? Of course, you can use the, t- the hashtag Tech Educator Podcast, um, hashtag Tech Educator. And, of course, you can find us at Tech Ed Show. We've just thrown a lot of stuff. And I think next week, people are already asking, you know, what are we going to hit next week? I think next week we're going to do our top 20 apps. So I think next week we're going to focus oh. on iPad and Android apps. So Matt, well, you, Matt would be good at that one, too. I... I I found one. I, I want to throw out one because I, I don't. I don't know. I want to lead with this one. But have you guys found one called My Script Calculator? Oh sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that one with you guys out there. I'll share it with you guys next week. But it's called My Script Calculator for the music teacher. It is absolutely the best thing that I've found. Um, wow, we have some people even tweeting in here. My favorites are Scoop It. Ed Canvas Live Binders. 
And so, yeah, we mentioned Live Binders, we mentioned Scoop It. What is Ed Canvas, Rachel? I don't know what that one is. Do you, do you guys know what Ed Canvas is? I don't use Ed Canvas that much. I've been I've been looking at one recently called Ed Shelf, which kind of makes you go ahead and curate lists. But Ed Canvas, I'm not as familiar with. Ed Ed Shelf is really really neat. Ed Shelf. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up here. E D S H E L F. I met the guys over at Ed Shelf last year at ISTE, and leave this page and and yeah basically if you're looking for a web tool edge shelf is the place to go let me see if i can pull this up here there it is edge shelf is basically like opening the closet and saying what do you want it's a free thing you can sign up for an account you can make collections like for instance this is a social studies thing that nancy put together it's all web tools web apps um you know, basically anything that you want, it's there. So if you're looking for blogging, you know, maybe you could see if I shoot here, um, do a search for blog, B-L-O-G, and it's going to bring up any web tool out there that has to do with blogging. But it's really, really neat. Um, I'm not just saying that, but the cool part about it is if you find any web tool on here that I have done a podcast with, they've actually got the podcast listed on the sidebar. So full disclosure, I, I, I kind of have a good relationship with Ed Shelf, but check them out. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I've got one. Really, really. I've cool. got one more, Jeff. If you're struggling for one more, do you want me to go with? I've got one last one. I would love do you want to, to see go it. Ahead? Yeah. Okay. All right. This is a pretty good one, and I'm actually going to help them out a little bit at the ISTE booth. Uh, that's called Sophia, and you know, a lot of people. My friend Tech Ninja Todd talks about the Flip Classroom all the time. And so if you're looking for it, all you have to do is sign up for an account. You can go through and you can learn about the flipped classroom. And they have lots of videos that are made by teachers that you can go ahead and you can sit there and you can watch. And Crystal's a, Crystal Kirsch is a good person to talk about. She's one of the people that organizes the flipped classroom. And you can actually go in. And the only thing I have to do to get my um, certificate is um, go ahead and make my own video, which I plan to at some point when I get enough free time. But if you go to Sophia.org, it's got just some different things that you can go through. And if you're interested in flipping the classroom and you're not really sure what to do or where to go, I would suggest getting in touch touch, touch with Tech Ninja Todd. Easy to say five times fast. And then I would also go ahead and look at Sophia.org and also follow the hashtag flip class as Matt Gomez laughs at me because I just messed up. Nice. <laughs> no, because I was sending you text. Oh, they, were showing up, they were showing up in your screen. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Nice. So anyway, that's Sophia.org. Nice. Well, how many did we get to? We, we must have gotten over 20. So Yeah, we again, went over 20. If you check out our website, I'll bring it up here one more time. It is techeducatorpodcast.com forward slash i've got so many windows open here from everything i can't find it techeducatorpodcast.com forward slash 15 it's not there yet but i like to get the shows out by either tonight before i fall asleep or tomorrow morning at the latest (laughs) so check out all of that stuff we will make sure that we have links and 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 all the good stuff on there um 28 is our number 28 28. web resources with links already in the show notes well we'll have to see how many we do next week when jeff is here maybe we can uh, go for the record here um john talk to us about what's going on this week at techlandia well at techlandia i don't know we're at a we're at a weird stage right now as we usually are but 
we after interviewing Tony Vincent, who I really enjoy, we have just while I've been doing this podcast confirmed we have George Kuros coming on for an interview the next week, and then the week after that we have Wes Fryer coming on for an interview. Some heavy hitters in ed tech. At some point, Matt Gomez will get on to the show, but um, I just like to torture him and not put him on there. But he is also another heavy hitter that we could probably have on. We just have to get him into the schedule. And I understand that Walk of the Put Puppet will also want to come on for the George Kuros interview. As George, Walk is a big I love fan. George. Oh my God, George and I are such friends. He he was he was my first interview, you know, and your second, I believe, too, <laughs> and, and my second, and this could make it my third. Oh. And, and I believe was it George that also was doing the keynote that you snuck into early. I introduced him for the keynote four kind of. four hours <laughs> earlier than usual, right? Right. Well, you know, you got to have time to tweet it out and build some anticipation. Four, four hours <laughs> early. Right. Walker, what's going on this week? Um, you're going to be appearing in Twitter jail this week, aren't you, again? <laughs> I, I never go to Twitter jail. I'm a good boy. But uh, who knows? The edgy felon might end up there, and Sam Patui might end up there. They're talking about teaching tech grades K through 5 this week, and Sam gets excited and sometimes overtweets. Nice. Matt, what's going on in your world this week? Well, mainly my world, you can find me over at Kinder Chat. Uh, I'm always over there on the hashtag, and then I'm going to be tweeting with PBS Kids on Monday. They're doing some math tools and things to share, but I usually just follow John around. <laughs> that is, he's such a liar. Matt has Matt just got uh, Matt works with PBS now. Tell me that isn't big time right there. They love Matt at PBS. Nice. We did the PBS podcast back in uh, December or so, and uh, they are great, great people over there. I keep sending resumes to PBS, but they won't call me back. <laughs> uh, I'll put in I'm a sorry. Good I, who? Thanks. Who are who are you, sir? I'm John. <laughs> John? Wait, wait. We John have Samuelson, iPad Sammy. Wait, wait a minute. We we have two Jeffs and two Johns. <laughs> two Johns. That's great. No waiting. <laughs> you 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 just took that one away from me. <laughs> Uh, can you please bring Sam back? We we no, never mind. So this no, week, don't bring Sam back. Don't bring Sam back. Ouch! Ouch, guys! Ouch! <laughs> I'm still here. Sam, what's going on this week? What what is your topic? Uh, the the topic is as Waka so correctly said, K five <laughs> tech teaching. Uh, we're, that's what we're talking about this week on Patui on Tuesday, five nice. p.m. Pacific, eight Eastern. And on TeacherCast this week, I just released a second in our series of how to do one-to-one -one shows. Um, two weeks ago, we had the Passaic City School Districts on to show how they're using Google Chromebooks in their middle and high school. And um, I also, actually today, in fact, they released show number 90, which is with uh, Samsung USA and also, let me pick that up, Samsung and um, Memphis, Memphis City Schools, where they're actually using Samsung uh, smart solutions, I believe it's called, which is a whole big a combination of interactive whiteboards and projectors and and Chromebooks, Chromebooks and the whole things. deal. So check that out. Um, Podcast.teachercast.net, and then it's TCP eighty nine and ninety. Got to check out those two shows. I'm actually right now in the middle of writing a 
web, a whole website around 21st century schools, how to go one-to-one, how to go BYOD, kind of goes into a, a talk I'm going to be given next week, at, uh, next month at ISTE, and the following week out in Arizona. So if you guys out there are listening and have any great resources to share on how you're doing one-to-one, or you'd like to share your story, would love to have you guys on the TeacherCast podcast. I can't believe I'm saying episode number 90, but... Um, you know, if you go to teachercast.net forward slash iTunes, you'll see that we are over, oh, what are we over now? We are over, we are almost at 200 pieces of video content, or audio content, actually, nice. up on up on iTunes. So uh, check that out. Subscribe today. We love our subscribers. Um, teachercast.net slash YouTube. I think I'm over 140, 150 YouTube subscribers now. We're doing really well. And uh, thank you guys out there for subscribing to our our podcasting channel. We're we're probably over 7,200 at this point on Twitter. So check out all of our great TeacherCast stuff. And uh, next week we're going to be talking apps. You know, we're going to do an app smackdown. What's your favorite iOS app? What's your favorite iPhone app? What's your favorite Windows app? Maybe we'll get into that and we'll see how it is. Um, I certainly expect Jeff to be back and we're going to have a great time. I know it's Memorial Day weekend, but uh, we are here to bring you some great stuff. And um, hopefully I will survive. I am actually taking over 100 high school kids into New York City on Saturday. And um, and leaving them there. <laughs> and leaving them there. What? What is that on? What do you, help, Sam? What do you? What do you got there? Uh, well, this is kind of a more minimal operation. You see. Tell me, you don't go on the airplanes like that. I get to have the row to myself. Oh, Matt, I'm sorry. Sorry, Matt. Matt, you're a kindergarten <laughs> teacher. Please tell me that they're more mature than this. Yes. No. They are, they are definitely more mature. Nice. It's not a question. Well, we want to say thank you for everybody out there who's watching. You can, of course, check us out every single Sunday night at 7 o'clock. We are the Tech Educator Podcast. My name is Jeff Bradbury, and you have been listening to the Tech Educator Podcast. Check us out next week. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you next week. Have a great week, everybody.